Hey, and welcome to episode 14 of the Sister Cast. I am Amanda. And I am Zoe. Hey, buddy. Hey. So we had a lot of fun this week. We went to a clothing swap. We did. That was a lot of fun. So on the podcast today, we are going to talk about the clothing swap. Mm-hmm. Something fun you can maybe do with your friends or your family. Mm, friends, it, was, it was fun. Friends. And, and you know what? Not just your friends, but friends of friends. Well-dressed friends of friends. Because I only knew one other person there. That's true. The host and and you. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the clothing swap. We'll go into a little bit more in depth like that. I'm just getting a tease off the top for people if they want to know what we're doing this episode. I didn't know that that's what we were doing. That's okay. So we're going to talk about the clothing swap. Pro tip, do a tease off the top. (laughs) We are all still in love with Megan and Harry. Oh my God, Team Megan. The royal engagement. So we're going to talk about that. And we're probably just because... It's going to come up male privilege and the assholes in Hollywood. Comes up weekly. Matt Lauer. I mean, how it probably will come up on the podcast. We had a question through our Facebook page about do I read Zoe's books? Mm-hmm. And with it being Christmas time, the hot toys are fingerlings. And we're going to be talking about those as well. Exciting. All right. So starting it off with the clothing swap. The clothing swap. So we got invited to a clothing swap with a friend of mine who's mm-hmm. become a friend of yours. Yes. Because you've been on her podcast. That's right. We do, should we do a little shout out? For sure. It's the Quick and the Dirty podcast with Hillary and Sandra. Hillary is the morning show host. Hillary Welch is the morning show host at my radio station, Jack 1023 here in London. And she does this awesome podcast with Sandra, who is a radio host in Ottawa. And you were on that podcast. Yeah, so can, that was a great podcast episode. Every week they talk about something a little dirty, right? Yep. So they've had furry people who are furries. You know what they are, right? Yep, yep. You got to be on there. There's people talking about plastic surgery and Hillary shared details of her weight loss surgery that she's had. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a good podcast. And so you knew her through that. And so mm-hmm. then you somehow got invited to this clothing swap. Because we're Facebook friends, Hillary and I. She probably likes your clothing too. That is also possibly true. I mean, the key is for a clothing swap, it's not just your friends, but also people whose wardrobe you might covet. So Hillary's been hosting these clothing swaps for about a year and a half now. That's the third or fourth one I've been to. It was a lot of fun. So fun, and right? very successful. So you told me about this clothing swap. Hillary sent me the invite on Facebook. And so I went through my wardrobe and filled a garbage bag with stuff that, let's be honest, I really like, but I'm never going to wear again. Too good to donate, but you're never going to wear it. So when you go to a clothing swap, you don't all have to be exactly the same size. So there was about eight of us there and we ranged in size from what, 10 to 18, 20. And my favorite thing was that there were a few outfits where a couple of people liked the look of it and multiple people tried it on. And it's crazy how different one dress can look on three different women. That's the rule that Hillary has at this clothing swap. And you can do it different ways. How she runs hers, which I did not like at first, but I've come to how she Mm -hmm. was, you have to individually show every item that you bring. So everyone sits around, has a glass of wine. And then you say, okay, who wants this dress? Who wants this shirt? Who wants these pants? And and maybe add a little bit about what you like about it or why you you brought it. I really like this jacket, but the sleeves are too long for me. It would fit a taller person. And, it, and you run, do commentary. Plus, then you only bring items you're proud of showing. <laughs> it does. There is a quality control measure there for sure. Right? Yeah. So I walked away. I brought two big bags and I walked away with half a bag mm-hmm. and I was so happy. I 
I brought more stuff back than I expected. I brought um, a mostly full garbage bag and I brought back half of a, a quarter of a garbage bag, half of a garbage yeah. bag. Yeah, no, there I, was a lot of good items at this one. It was yeah. really fun. But more importantly, it was so fun. We were laughing. Yeah. There was one outfit that I think everyone tried on. Was that the black romper? Yeah. The black romper, which Amanda brought. And when she held it up, she said, now I brought this not because I want to give it away, <laughs> but because I need help in wearing it. Because this thing was slightly complicated to put on. And it turned out that it actually was probably not just not for you. It fit you, but the sleeves, the, the straps were almost too short for your arms. And when other people tried it on, it looked really different. It was a vintage 90s designer outfit from a Toronto designer named Linda Lundstrom, I think. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up at a thrift store and I loved the look of it. But it's really meant, it's a piece meant for... For like a super tall, like a six foot tall, thin, thin, thin person, which yeah. is not me. But I'm holding on to it. No one else wanted it, so I brought it home. Yeah. I think it was the only item that you pe- brought back <laughs> that I think of anyone at the clothing swap. Yeah. So if you're thinking of doing it, you know, Christmas time is here. If people, you could even do a, a themed one. So like mm-hmm. Christmas party dresses or New Year's Eve party dresses. Only bring your party dresses. Oh, I love that idea. We all have those dresses. Yeah. And as you just said a minute ago dresses fit so many different sizes totally right and there was a dress that you thought would look good on someone you put it on and you're like oh no yeah and then someone else put it on you're like I'm shocked that that looks good on you right I wouldn't have thought that but I think that my favorite thing about the fact that Hillary does these swaps on the regular is that people will take an item of clothing knowing that they're probably only going to wear it once or twice and they promise to bring it back to the next swap there was two items that Hillary ended up with that I was Pissed. Yeah. I really wanted that. I enjoyed the rivalry between you two. <laughs> but the rule at this clothing swap is if two people want an item, you have to try it on that night and whoever it looks better on gets to keep it. But I forgoed to the host. I said, you can have those two items because I know she's going to be losing more weight and then I will take it from her then. Yeah. The other last tip on clothing swaps, if you're going to one, do what I did, which is wear black leggings and a black like t-shirt or a tank so that you can just throw on clothes over top. Yeah really makes it easy for trying things on that was clever I will definitely be doing that for the next one for the next one right yeah okay so speaking of dresses and clothing you might need a pretty outfit for May for a royal wedding I am so excited about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um their engagement news I've been a longtime fan of Meghan Markle she has always impressed me um with her advocacy for human rights and women's issues did you actually know about her before suits yes uh before suits no I learned about her at from watching suits yeah but I mean suits has been on for seven years Mm -hmm. so I think that I started watching suits when it was in its second season do you remember I binge watched the first season yeah yes well the second season was on um so that would that would have been when I became aware of her They're so cute together. They're so cute. And you just see the genuine love. If you have not yet, I highly recommend there's a 20 minute interview um, that is widely available. I'll share it out through our Facebook page. We'll we'll share it on our Facebook page. Um, And it is just a genuine, honest conversation with two people who have a, you know, a really lovely um, love story that I think is one that a lot of people can identify with. They were introduced by a mutual friend and a blind date, I think it a was. blind date. And um, they didn't know very much about each other. I mean, I think that 
you know, Megan probably knew she knew a bit more about Prince Harry than than he, but he knew nothing about her. And they just they they were so impressed with each other that they had their second date the next day because of so, how much they had in common. It's an it's an adorable story. I would say that you are definitely considered a royal watcher. I am. Yeah. Me. You know, I'm curious what they're up to, but I don't lose my, you know, S-H-I-T over the yeah. royals. Yeah. But I love this couple. Yeah. Like, well, I'm genuinely excited for them. They're authentic and kind. And I mean, particularly Harry, both Harry and William, um, they have their mother's legacy of being kind human beings and caring deeply about the responsibility that has been bestowed upon them. And I think we've seen that over and over and over again. Megan brings that out even more in Harry. They have that shared. I mean, they're just they are going to be a remarkable couple who will speak up for a lot of amazing things. Plus, they are so into each other. I could go on about them for hours, but I won't. I just love that Harry is marrying a divorcee. Yeah, a biracial American divorcee. Like, that's so great. Like, that's saying, okay. Forget tradition. Yeah. I'm following my heart. It's special because he's saying love comes first. You know, that 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 the most important thing is he's met this woman and she's so special and he does not care about critics because that's not what human connection is about. It's not about judgment or fear or anything like that. Has he had any serious relationships before? Oh, yeah. Two, um, at least. So um, Cressida Bono, Bona, Bona, something like that. And Chelsea Davey um, were two pretty serious girlfriends, but years ago. He hasn't dated anyone seriously in the last couple of years. Yeah. That we know of. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea, right? Like, but I just love, love, love them together. And I know that we will be watching that royal wedding in May. And so the the royal weddings tend to happen in the morning, yeah. like 11 a.m in the uk which would make it uh 6 a.m in canada and we will 100 percent be having (laughs) (laughs) little tiny tea sandwiches and scones and clotted cream but it won't be the spectacle that it was when will and kate got married that was a bank holiday in england and i think i've heard that it will not be a bank holiday this will be more like when edward and sophie got married i don't know if you remember and in fact it's actually very similar to the edward and sophie wedding which took place in 1999 who's edward (laughs) <laughs> no, I Prince guess. Charles' youngest brother. How many brothers does Prince Charles have? He has two brothers and a sister. What about the, three one, brothers the and Weight a Watchers girl? Who is she? The Weight Watchers. Okay, so that um, that she married Prince Andrew. Okay, and who's Prince Andrew? Fergie married Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew is the second brother of Charles. Of Charles. So it was Charles and Andrew Edward. Oh, and they are all the Queen's sons. Yes. So the Queen. Yes. Her sons. We're going to have to have a primer before the wedding. So anyway, Prince so, so the youngest this is queens, how much I'm like, I think I know those names, but like whatever. The queen's youngest son, Edward, oh, got gotcha. married in 1999. That was the last non, you know, uh, like. So William and Kate's wedding was really special because one day William will be king. Right. Right. Because he's the oldest son of the queen's oldest son. Um, Edward is like. You know, he's a second, he's the, you know, he he was in line well after, you know, way down the line. So Edward and Sophie, they got married at Windsor Castle, just like, um, you know, Harry and Meghan will get married at Windsor Castle, as opposed to Westminster Abbey, right? Oh. William and Kate got married in London at Westminster Abbey. Oh, got you. Has Prince Charles said, I'm not going to be king? 
Has it no, passed over no, him no, yet? No, no, no. Prince Charles is going to be king. Ignore any rumors to the contrary. He will oh, okay. 100% be king. Okay. Because, like, the queen mom can only live for, like, she's 90-something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when- At some point in many years from now, the queen will pass on and Prince Charles will become king. Okay. And I he'll thought be king I had Charles. heard something that Prince Charles was like, eh, pass over me. Yeah. The tabloids like to announce every week that the queen has informed Charles <laughs> that he won't be king, that William and Kate will immediately become next. But no, Charles has dedicated himself to public service. Right. And whatever his personal failings in his relationship, um, you know, he's 100% going to be king. Okay. So what was our next thing to talk about <laughs> after the royal? Okay. Fingerlings. <laughs> which are not potatoes we are going like in all sorts of directions but uh fingerlings you full disclosure because your kids don't listen to this podcast true your kids are getting fingerlings for christmas yeah my daughter's getting a fingerling for christmas my kids are getting fingerlings for christmas even though i don't know what they are and i'm not sure my <laughs> kids know what they are but you called me and you were like are you an amazon prime member because they have fingerlings in stock finally after they were sold out and they're only available for amazon prime and are you getting them and i was like what am i looking at is that a monkey and you're like just order it and suddenly i had to arrive at my house the next day i don't know how these things happen these are the it toys uh-huh. and i have that <laughs> fear of missing out uh-huh. so everyone else is talking about them and i'm like well clearly i need to get these for my kids they're only 20 dollars. full disclosure since you called me in a panic and i ordered two i have now seen them being talked about everywhere yeah they're yeah. being talked about everywhere so usually the it toy beginning of november you start to hear rumblings of it you can still get it and then it's about this point middle of december or early December that there's the mass panic um, because the, the stock is no longer getting replenished. Black Friday has happened, all this stuff. And then what you see is the prices shooting up on buy and sell groups like Facebook now has Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, Craigslist. So what I really want to talk about with fingerlings is how do you feel about people buying fingerlings and then reselling them at double the price? Awful. Really? Yeah. This is a capitalist society, supply and demand. Yeah. Okay, so here's, I don't, I mean, I don't really care because I think that people should, um, yeah, I guess, like, be willing to, it's a bad idea. So do you remember last year? The Hatchimals? The, was that the person? Yeah. And, and there's a, there was a woman who, she maxed out credit cards and bought, like, I don't know, hundreds, maybe not hundreds, 50 of them? Right. Or it was, it was enough that it was a lot of money. And then eBay said that she couldn't sell them. Right. There was some something in the news. Okay. Um. So, I mean, sure, I guess that it's a capitalist market and you can do what you want. It strikes me as a form of gambling and mm-hmm. I'm pretty negative about gambling. Like, you know how I feel about yep. my kids and, and the arcades. The arcades, right? Like, I just, I, ugh. Well, here's the thing. I think, yes, on a scale, that's where it gets if you start to scale your operation, that's where it can get a bit dicey. I think I think it got <laughs> dicey when you started calling it an operation. <laughs> but like, here's the thing. In my possession, I have an extra unicorn fingerling. Oh, this is a personal thing. You want to know whether, how much you can sell them for. Well, in my possession, I have an extra unicorn fingerling. <laughs> yeah. And an extra SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Those are the two big hot items. Wait, how much are you selling the Super NES for? <laughs> well, that's what I'm allowed to sell it for. 
so because what started with because so this whole fingerlings thing my my awesome neighbor went out shopping in early november this yeah. was like a day after i got back from my trip to england i still had a suitcase full of presents for my kid yeah and she texted me a picture of this unicorn fingerling and i was like what the hell is that where no hang Toys on us okay so hang on so let's just back up okay. a second so the fingerling they they have quite cleverly limited mm-hmm. the type of fingerling to their retail partners right you got so it amazon has the monkey well, the monkeys are available everywhere. Oh, okay. Amazon has one specific monkey. I think okay. it's like black with blue hair. Oh, Finn. I got that one. <laughs> the girl who doesn't know anything about <laughs> fingerlings knows them by name. But yeah, I think there's like 10 different types of fingerlings. Purple, yeah. yellow, white. Yeah. Amazon has their own exclusive one. In Canada, Toys R Us has the unicorn. Right. And in the States, Walmart has the sloth, which I really want. Yeah. But only in the States. Only Walmart in the States. So yeah. it has Walmart Canada not partnered with them? We don't know. I think they have regular. Um, right. I don't know. But you the can't sloth, get the sloth. I the saw sloth the sloth. sounds super cute. I saw it for sale on Facebook for 80 bucks. What? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Now, okay. Now I'm just going to turn the question around. Right. How much would you pay? Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So my friend texted me a picture she goes i'm at toys r us they've got these unicorn fingerlings for 20 dollars. do you want one to which i said like no i don't even know what that is and i've got like a suitcase full of presents for my kids yeah fast forward four days later the toys r us flyer shows up in the mail and we start having those discussions hey it's getting close to christmas with the six-year-old almost six-year-old what do you want for christmas right because i hadn't asked her what she wanted right it was still like first week in mm-hmm. november we opened up the flyer and she goes right to the fingerlings. And she goes, I want one of these for Christmas. I'm like, perfect. They're $20. Had she heard about them or was it just that I, it looked cute in the flyer? She, I think she had heard about them um, from a friend's friend. And she saw them on YouTube. But that's what she wanted. She, like she gravitated to that. And I was like, well, that's great. That's only $20. So... Of course, I go online. They're sold out. <laughs> so my husband was taking a train home, home from work. So he had a couple hours to kill on the train. And I said, hey, if you happen to see some online, just like buy them. He buys the unicorn <gasps> because my daughter is a unicorn loving right. girl. So he orders the unicorn. He's really happy. He got it. Then the next day, we're just talking with her and like, hey, so you said you wanted those fingerlings. Do you want a unicorn? Or and she goes, no, 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 no. I want a monkey. We're like, are you sure you don't want a unicorn? She's like, oh, no, I definitely want a monkey. <laughs> we're like, well, we have a unicorn on the way. So we got the unicorn, whatever. So yeah. then we went on a bit of a search for the monkey. Right. We can probably convince her she could have the unicorn. But we were like, let's see if we can find it. So we had to look. We would go online and it wasn't there. Go online. And then I got an alert that Amazon Prime had them in stock. So we bought a monkey. So now we got a unicorn and a monkey. That's when I told you about them. Yeah. So we had to spend a bit of time and energy mm-hmm. to get it because you had to wait for it to get in stock and then you had to buy it. So I feel like I have a right to turn around and sell my unicorn at more than just what I paid for it. Well, you have a right to try. Yeah. Yeah. So why I bring this up is because a lot of people ha- are trying to sell them. A lot of people have bought them and are now trying to sell them. Okay. Hang on. So if a lot of people mm-hmm. are trying to sell them right now, maybe it's actually not the hot toy. Like well, maybe it that's is. a... It is the hot toy, but they've just done a good job of doing enough hmm. inventory. I feel like if they're actually pretty easy to find at like mm, double the price, maybe. Like yeah. are they t- selling yeah, them for thirty five or forty dollars? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To me that means that it's actually the demand is not as high as people want the demand to be. I would yeah. bet. Yep. Yeah. I would say yeah. that I would say it is a medium difficulty to get the toy. Not impossible. Right. Yeah. Like you, you cannot right now go to a store and get it. It's right. not guaranteed to be in stock. Right. 
But if you spend a few minutes every day searching Toys R Us or waiting for the alert to come up, you had zero difficulty buying it, but I had to call you and tell you to buy it. Yeah. And then probably within an hour it would have been sold out. Yeah. But you had an hour window. Yeah. To get it. Yeah. So medium difficulty, right? Like you can't leave here today and go get it at the store. Right. There's a chance you'll walk in and it'll be there. But there's a chance it won't be. So with that, is that if it's a twenty dollar item, is it okay to sell it at thirty five forty? Yeah. I mean that's the, so why I bring but this I, up. I, but I think that you would be foolish to spend 35 or $40 on one. Okay. Yes. Agreed. But what if you have 35 or $40 to spend, but you don't have the time? It's not, like, there but, are people out but there. But they're going to be available for $20 immediately after Christmas. Yeah. So. so <laughs> like, I just. So then it becomes like a parenting decision, <laughs> right? Like, what do you want to tell your kids, right? Do you want to be that parent who disappoints them and not have it on Christmas? But I would back up further and be like, maybe don't engage with the whole conversation in the first place. Agreed. 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 You know, like, I mean, which isn't to say like my kids really want Nerf guns this year. Right. And the big one has asked for a very specific Nerf gun. If that isn't on sale, I only buy things that are on sale. Yeah. Except apparently fingerlings, fingerlings, which I paid full twenty dollars price well, look, for. You cannot give them your fingerlings, and I'll resell them for you. No, I'm going to give them the fingerlings. They're super cute. Um. Anyway, but like, so he really wants a specific Nerf gun, but if he doesn't get that specific Nerf gun, he will be just fine. Right. Oh, for, and yes. you know what I mean. Like, I really think that if there is, um, if you are in a parenting relationship with your child. Where your child melts down because they don't get something specific at Christmas. Yes. That's a problem. Fair point. You know, like I just think they should be grateful for what they get. They should understand that there are kids in this world that don't get anything. Um, One rule that we have in our house is we don't buy Christmas presents um, until we've bought Christmas presents for others. I love that idea. So every year we donate, um, we we sponsor a family and we go, we have a, a shopping list, right? how many kids in the family what do they want for christmas and that is the first thing that we do every year is we go and we buy christmas presents for kids who probably won't have any other christmas presents other than the ones that we get for their mom to give to them um through a community agency in town and um that is the first thing that we do like i want my children my children are pretty lucky and um i want them to always understand what it is to have nothing you know and to be grateful for what you get and they only get one thing like they get one thing from santa so this year they're putting nerf guns the hilariously they've asked for nerf guns and lego and the oldest was like but i'm asking santa for the nerf gun because there's a better chance he'll give it to me than you (laughs) they're getting too smart Uh, so so you really recommend that adopt a family program right yeah if you're if you have the means if you have the means it's not cheap in the end like it works out to probably about five hundred dollars that we spend each year but um if it's something that you can save i mean there's lots of other ways to do it right another great organization um you know look ask around in your community is the christmas hamper yeah so we usually the salvation army yeah so we like the one um um where we buy presents for kids because I have kids in my own family, right? So that is more meaningful to them than buying the the 
the stuffings for Christmas dinner and stuff like that. This organization also suggests a gift card so that they to a grocery store so that they can buy their own food mm-hmm. depending on how they want to celebrate Christmas dinner. So we usually put in a hundred dollar gift card for a, a grocery store for the superstore or whatever. Um, but we focus on toys because my kids are little, right? But um, I also really like the idea of you know or 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 find a nursing home. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Like my husband, um, the Viking just went to a nursing home in Hamilton. He works in Hamilton with the military and um, he went to a nursing home where um, they had a dinner. They, they just shared a dinner with some residents who were veterans of the Second World War, all men in their 90s. Um, and for those people. You know, for those men, it's not they don't need stuff. They don't need presents. They don't need food because they live in a nursing home. But company, they could really use company. And so that's a little bit in this Christmas season and this holiday season. You know, regardless of what your faith is, if you can give back a little bit, that's a great way to start your holiday spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And they want things like socks. (laughs) (laughs) And just, you know, like. Yes. Like socks and attention. Attention. (laughs) Stuff we all want. Just back to the toy drives. If you are going to be donating a toy to your local Toy Mountain or Toys Mm -hmm. for Tots, the age group that always gets forgotten about is the teens. Teens. Right? And that's really... 10 plus or 12 plus and it always breaks my heart that a lot of these toy collection places will only do gifts up to age 12 or up to age 14 because they don't get enough toys 12 to 16 year olds they don't have money right and they are often yeah left out of that because it's the toys you don't think of it's hair dryers, hair straighteners, oh, makeup sets. Oh, yes. You know, beauty yeah. products. But you always think the Barbie and the toy truck. It's too little. And uh, and I'm going to say this, and it's not a popular thing, but stop donating stuffed animals to these charities, yeah. right? Yeah. I know you want to go to the store and buy the stuffy, and I know my five-year-old loves stuffies. Right. But... They want board games and books. Yeah. And um, because they have a lot of the Salvation Armies and the Hamper programs have more stuffed animals than they know what to do with. Right. And I mean, that's just how it is, right? So because a lot of, um, especially in southwestern Ontario where we live, a lot of the hockey teams do like these teddy bear tosses Mm -hmm. and everyone throws out the teddy bears and they get 40,000 toys at one thing. Yeah. That's enough to do them for like six Christmases. Yeah. So anyway, just if you are going out and you want to, sometimes people won't say that because they it's want all, you, you know, to. It's, it, it never hurts to ask, right? So sh- do a little shout out. Like if you're going to a thing or you're involved with the charity, tag them on Twitter or on Facebook and say, hey, what's the most in demand item this year? And then get that. And then get that item. There's, I mean, charity is not true charity if you're being selfish about giving the thing that you think is cute nailed it once again Zoe she nails it okay we are just going to quickly wrap up this podcast with um, a question from Carissa through our Facebook page Um, the sister cast you can find us on Facebook and she asked do I read Zoe's books (laughs) Zoe what's the answer she reads the first couple of chapters up until it gets hot and heavy and only if it's set in New York and promises a billionaire (laughs) in the in the last podcast episode 13 we talked about types of movies I like yeah I think Zoe's books are probably just too good quality for me. <laughs> the truth be told, I'm not a huge reader. No. Yeah. Right? Just like Zoe doesn't listen to podcasts that much. Yep. I don't read books that much. Yep. So if I don't read books, 
she's the exception. The only books I do read are hers. It's on my goals list to read more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that yeah. most people reading is a very emotional thing. And just like most entertainment consumption, we we pick books that for whatever reason are going to move us in one way or another. Um, I obviously know a lot of writers and I don't read all of their books. I read the books that call to me that I'm like, that is something I want to spend a little bit of my time diving into. Um, and yeah, like I don't feel any, um, I don't feel like anyone I know should read my books just because they know me because I think that reading is a much more personal thing than that. When I did read Prime Minister, though, yes. and I did, okay, when I read 75% of Prime Minister, <laughs> I devoured it. I was on a yeah. plane. And then um, when, when I landed and then I explained to you, actually, I think, did I read it on the way home from Nashville? Yeah, I think it was on the way home from Nashville that I read it. That's right. Because we were yeah. driving home and you said, what did you think? And I said, well, it was great. I just skipped over some of the boring parts. And then you were like, those are the parts that I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she, (laughs) I have to, I I, I don't know if I've ever told Sadie this, but the part, she was really specific about the parts that she liked the best. And I was like, Sadie wrote all of those. (laughs) I think that there's just something like you can just instinctively tell when it's my voice Mm -hmm. as opposed to Sadie's. Most people probably couldn't tell which parts were which, but you were like, this doesn't sound like something my sister wrote. I'm going to find it interesting. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So um, I don't think we need to spend any time talking about Matt Lauer, hey? No. He's a jackass and he's one of many. Men act better. Women continue to be brave and call them out on their bullshit. Yeah. That's the exciting thing is that People are talking and people are listening because if anyone think like that bullshit um, statement that NBC put out, oh, we acted swiftly when we heard of these allegations. Variety had been investigating him for months and NBC knew about it until, you know, there was incontrovertible. What's the word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Evidence. Indisputable. Indisputable evidence. Then they acted swiftly. Of course, you'll act swiftly when you have no other choice. Yeah. But that's not brave. That's not noble, NBC. <sighs> so big companies, stop ignoring these complaints. And women, we believe you. We totally believe you. If you are a fan of this podcast and you subscribe through iTunes, it'd be great if you could go online and do some reviews. We have yeah. zero reviews on Oh, our... please review us. So I think it's easy. <laughs> I mean, we could probably go on and review ourselves. No, no, no. Bad form. But no, no right? No, we no. can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. We don't just create little fake email <laughs> no, addresses. No, no. Okay, no. well, this See, is why we you have know, the Zoe You know here. how to do the T's at the top. I know how to remind you not that we don't review our own material on iTunes. And if you're looking for a unicorn fingerling and you want to pay triple the price, message me through Facebook. Amanda has it. 